Welcome back to episode 25 of the Beaver Dam. I'm your host, Patrick Spillman, joined alongside with Grant Ingham and Garrett Heitkamp. Grant, how are we doing today? I'm good, Pat. It's been a, it's been a long week trying to uh, finish up the semester strong grades-wise and, uh, you know, just grinding, and uh, that's about it. But how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, like you said, we're, we're almost done. We have uh, one week of classes left and then finals week. This is the second to last Beaver Dam. Which is which is kind of weird. We're we're only going to end up having twenty six season or twenty six episodes this season, uh, which is a little less than than usual. But when you don't have sp- sports in the fall time, and then uh, you have an extra long Christmas break, it causes for a few less episodes. Um, but it is really weird. Um, but um, we have a, a, a small week this week compared to, to weeks that we've had in the past. But there are some Bluffton wins in there, and, and we have a, a lot of awards to give out uh, or that the HCAC gave out on uh, win- on Wednesday uh, for, for the football team. So I'm excited to see that. Grant, you, you ready for the year to be over, or, or you think uh, you think you could you could stay here a little bit longer? Uh, I'm not necessarily ready to uh, you know be done and like stop hanging out with you guys, but uh, class wise, I'm I'm kind of cooked. I'm not gonna lie. I'm tired of uh, tired of the homework and, and all the uh, the extracurricular stuff but besides that i mean i'm ready to go home as well see my family and stuff so i mean it's uh pros and cons but yeah completely understandable i'm at the same point i'm definitely done with with doing all the homework and everything else it's been a difficult year you know we're not really allowed to ever go home um because of covid and everything else they kind of want us here so um it's been difficult but garrett you're a freshman your first year on campus it's not a normal year, so I feel like next year should be like exciting for you because you get to kind of see what campus is hopefully normally like if we're kind of back to normal. Yeah, I agree with that, Pat. But you know, Bluffton's done a great job making uh, uh, classes as normal as possible and everything around the campus, which is which has really helped I think everybody out to cope through this difficult time. But as Grant said, uh, ready to get home, ready for finals week, uh, getting ready to study for those finals and just get home, see my family because we haven't been able to, as you said. Uh, just yeah, looking forward to not looking forward to leaving you, Pat. But uh, you're gonna have uh, a bright future ahead of you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a little selfishly, I'm not ready to go just yet. I mean, if if we could just have the whole college life without the homework thing, it'd be perfect. But uh, unfortunately, you can't get that. But um, we are gonna go ahead and um, get into some awards that the football team received. Um, so we're going to start out with the football team awards. Then we're going to move over to track and field from last week. And um, we don't have the scores from this weekend, but once we get that, they did compete at Ashland. We will have that for you. Um, softball only played one time this week, um, and then they're again playing here today. Um, we do not have the results of those games just yet. And then we do have two games from the Bluffton Beavers baseball team, um, and then they play again today as well, and we do not have the results there yet either. Um, But let's go ahead and get some awards started. Freshman Montez Archer Jr. will need to invest in a box truck to load up all the hardware he earned with the Heartland Conference. When the Heartland Conference released its all HCAC awards on Friday, April 23rd, Archer was named the Defensive Player of the Year, the Special Teams Player of the Year, and the Newcomer of the Year after his record-setting first season with the Beavers. Archer was joined on the first team by senior Dana Shoulders the second, John Boyd the third, Nolan Childers, Stephen Koskowski, Marcus Finley, and Nick Perry all collected uh, second team all HCAC recognition, while Darian Greeley, Keith Holmes Jr., and Hunter Lacer were named honorable mention all-conference. Archer kicked off 2021 with a other 
word league two-game streak, picking, picking off six passes in a span of eight days as the Beavers took down Manchester and Anderson to open Heartland Conference play. He was named D3Football.com Team of the Week twice while earning HTAC Player of the Week three consecutive weeks. Archer's seven interceptions lead all of NCAA Division Three for pickoffs. He also tops the country with 531 kickoff yards, kickoff return yards, and 234 punt return yards. His 21.3 yards per punt recently is return is third in the nation. The sensational freshman moved into second place on the single season interceptions list with seven pickoffs and his 65 fumble return yards is already second on the career list. He led the Beavers and was score and was second in the Heartland Conference with 54 total tackles, including 40 solo stops. Archer also broke up seven passes in addition to seven interceptions, and he chipped in with two tackles for losses. Shoulders nailed down his first team All-HCAC postseason honor, and it was a big one. First team All-HCAC, he led the team with uh, nine and a half tackles for loss for 40 yards and four sacks for 24 yards. The senior defensive end was tied for fifth on the team with 42 tackles. He added a breakup, a quarterback hurry, and a forced fumble to his resume in the 2021-2020 uh, campaign. Shoulders has 118 career tackles with two, uh, 22 and a half tackles for loss and nine and a half sacks. He has forced three fumbles, recovered three fumbles, and tallied five quarterback hurries. Coming at opposing quarterbacks from the other end of the line was Boyd, who wrapped up 35 tackles with three tackles for a loss and a sack. Boyd forced a fumble, recovered a fumble, and blocked a kick during a senior campaign. He went over 100 tackles with 106 and 17 ta tackles for a loss, eight and a half sacks, two blo blocked kicks, and two forced fumbles and an interception. Childress had a breakout season with 43 tackles, tied for third on the team, the senior linebacker, had two sacks for 14 yards, a pickoff, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery after coming into his final season with a total of four tackles. Although he had his senior season cut short with a broken hand that forced him to miss the final three games, Kozakowski picked up his third straight All-HCAC award. The standout defensive back followed up consecutive honorable mention All-HCAC Hardwell with second team recognition. Kozakowski also has wrapped up 167 career tackles with 127 of the solo variety. His 21 breakups are fourth all-time, the same as his 28 passes defended. He forced three fumbles, recovered three fumbles, and picked off seven passes for his career. Moving up the pile, up front, Finley broke up the hole for Greeley and Malik Tucker to plow through. He helped the Beavers put up 204.8 yards per game on the ground and good for third in the conference. With the dominating freshman anchoring the line, Bluffton averaged 356.9 yards of offense per game. Rounding out Bluffton's second-team selections was Perry, a freshman hybrid who showed his versatility as a linebacker and safety. He finished tie for fifth with 42 tackles this season. He also forced a fumble and received a recovered one while finishing with two-and-a-half tackles for loss. Making his third appearance as an all-Heartland Conference selection, Greeley had a phenom phenomenal season that was cut short in his fifth game with a knee injury. Despite th missing the final three-and-a-half games, he still finished fourth in the country with 644 rushing yards, his eight touchdowns was tied for second in the nation. Greed the D3Football.com Team of the Week after he put up the second most rushing yards ever for a Beaver. His 297 yards on 42 carries against Adrian on October 24th trails only Mike Goings, who holds the all-time mark of 314 yards against Alma in 1962. 
His 42 carries were also the most ever recorded for a Beaver. Greeley went on for, went for three touchdowns in Bluffton's 28-21 victory over the Bulldogs after rolling up 171 yards on the ground in the first half. He finished 11th all-time with 2,404 career yards on the ground. His 138 points are 18th on the all-time scoring list for the Beavers. Holmes was on on 38 tackles in his defense in his defensive end position, including five tackles for loss and a sack. He had a, he had a hurry this year. Through three seasons, Holmes has 104 career tackles, 14 tackles for loss, five sacks, and two forced fumbles heading into his senior campaign. Lacer notched a second straight All-ACC honor following a unique 2020-21 season. He, he was second... He was a second-team honoree as a sophomore in 2019. He has been a mainstay on Bluffton's line throughout his three years as a Beaver. Lacer was counted on for even more leadership when senior Cade McClellan went down for the season in the Franklin game. Overall, the Beavers received a, a lot of awards, a lot of them um, well-received and well-deserved. I mean, you see Darian Greeley finishing fourth all all together in, in rushing yards across the nation as well as second with touchdowns and then you can't even get started with Montez Archer. I mean, what a season he had and he deserved every award he got. Yeah, and uh and at towards the back end of the year his name was just being called less cuz uh, you know, they weren't the opposing team wasn't really throwing his direction and you can't really blame him. So, uh you know, us on the on the radio broadcast weren't really saying his name as much besides on the uh uh, on the special teams units, but he still found a way to get some fumble recoveries, and he's just a ball hawk and had a pick, uh, a couple of picks down the stretch. But uh, some of those guys like Montez, he could get uh, further recognition uh, in the region and, and in the nation uh, in, in the coming weeks. I would not be surprised to see him, um, like you said, across the nation and w especially within the region to, to pick up a few more awards and uh, he's definitely a, a shining star that the, the Beavers ha are happy to have on the team. Um, and and th this football season ends um, with a better season than I think some people expected. Um, and, and if you talk to the football team, they're going to say, uh, we knew this all along um, type of situation. But I think, especially with the injuries that they had, you have to be extremely excited with the year that they had. Absolutely. And and we talked about it last week Uh how there are a lot of positives to take into the fall, uh, into the fall camp, and and hopefully into a full fall season, and and they can they can be proud of what they did this this spring to build on that for the next year. Uh, exactly what you said, Grant. Uh, you know, you got some key returners coming in next year. Another another year of Zach Nobis as QB, which he has grown a lot uh, this junior year, and I'm excited for his senior year. And then we just got. Uh, pieces to replace on defense especially on the defensive line but uh, I think we have the depth and uh coach Krebs knows what he's doing and it's put together a very very good uh Bluffton Beavers football team and I'm excited to see how a full season with uh hopefully a full full off season goes as well I'm excited to, to see what this team can do it takes time to kind of get your system into place and you definitely started to see coach Krebs's system uh come come into the works um this season and so um, hopefully in his fourth season at the helm, you can, can start to see uh, some real, real progress and um, start competing against those, those top teams and maybe even take down a, you know, a Hanover or a Franklin or a, a Mount St. Joe or a, a Rose Holman. So I'm excited to be able to see that. But um, definitely, uh, I would say, a, a good year for the Beavers, especially when it comes to racking up some awards. 
But we're going to move over to some track and field where they had a two-day event on Friday and Saturday, April 16th and 17th. Viewers traveled to Tiffin to give it their all against some tough Division II and Division III track and field competition. Standing out with a new PR and a season best for throws was senior Stephanie Fox in the women's discus competition. Fox threw a new PR of 35.19 meters in the shot put competition. Steph threw a season best of 11.30 meters. In the men's 400-meter dash, freshman Bladen McCoy tore up the track, earning a new PR of 53 seconds and .97. The distance athletes also had a good showing on Saturday. Distance coach Brendan Moody was especially happy with their performance, saying nine lifetime bests were earned by the men and the and women of the distance and mid-distance crew. We continue to make improvements each week and look to represent ourselves and the Beaver Nation well at Ashland and the HCAC championships in two weeks. In the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase, freshman Ethan Lye finished with a new PR of 10-13-23, placing him sixth in the conference. Getting it done in the women's 3,000-meter steeple, steeplechase, freshman Miranda Billum sent a new PR of 13-28-40, pushing her to fourth place in the conference. Junior Hope Nixon ran with a PR of 244.29 in the 800-meter race. The women's, the men's 1,500-meter race saw sophomore Morgan Adams put a new PR of 513.35, while Nixon ran a PR of 534.53. And freshman Tabby Rollman finished with a new PR of 604.38 on the women's side. In the men's 5,000-meter race, Freshman Alex Montross raced a PR time of 1620.19. Freshman Zach Bach put up a new PR of 1659.18. And junior Austin Hernandez rounded out the PRs with a 1720.96. So they had a great day. They were back in action this Friday and Saturday, April 23rd and 24th at Ashland. We do not have those results yet. So once again, we'll have that for you guys next week. Um, but you, you continue to see the, this track team go and compete against these Division II um, schools. A lot of those kids are um, on scholarship, um, and so maybe the results aren't there in the actual track meet, but you continue to see we're having lifetime best. We're having PRs, so they must be doing something right. And once you start actually competing against our conference with, with the people more of our level, um, you should see a, a very competitive uh, Bluffton uh, track and field team this year, especially in the HCAC Conference uh, Championships um, this upcoming s Friday and Saturday. Yeah, exactly what you said about you know competing in scholarship athletes. It's always going to be difficult uh, to compete at the top end of, of a meet like that with all those all those schools there. And uh, you know, I think they're more worried about the times and how they how they stack up in the uh, in the conference. And like you said, when when it's our time to uh, compete against the conference they should be uh, at a good spot we're going to move it over now to softball who only had one game this week they did host case western for the second time their third time playing them um and about the uh actually the fifth time they play them this season on friday april 23rd case won that game 12 to 3 and improved to 21 and 7 on the year while bluffton did fall to 6 and 19 overall Lily Tate and Sydney Bowen crossed the dish in the first inning as Bluffton pulled within 3-2 going to the second, but the Spartans scored in five of the six innings as Case claimed a 12-3 Mercy Rule victory on Friday afternoon. Tate scored twice for the Beavers. Fellow sophomore Aaron, Nor Aaron Norman uh, slipped 
to three and six on the season after finishing after allowing six runs on six hits and just two innings of work. Case pounded out 17 hits in the single game while Bluffton finished with five knocks. The viewers will travel to Hanover College for a twin bill with the Panthers on Sunday, April 25th. Game one is slated for 2 p.m. Like I said, we don't have the results just yet, um, but once we do, I will have those for you guys next week on the Beaver Dam. Um, but they face a very good Case Western team who's 21-7 and overall, um, and uh, this is now the fifth time they played them um, and just can't get over the hump against a, a very good team. Um, but... It's good for the the softball team to go and play teams like that so when uh, they are prepared and ready to go once you start playing in that conference slate. Yeah, and they're, uh, you know, middle of the pack of the HCAC right now at a 3-5, and five, and they got some really important games coming up here as they go into a conference tournament play uh, here towards the, towards the uh, end of May, I believe, or the middle of May. So some big games coming up for the Beavers, and they, they got to get ready for those. Yes, they do, starting with hopefully Sunday. Hopefully they're able to travel down to Hanover and get the sweep. Um, but let's move over to baseball, who actually had a what you would classify small, light-scheduled week with only playing three games so far. They do play today, so they ended up playing five this week. Uh, but definitely uh, it feels like a lot shorter of a week than we're used to seeing from this baseball team. But they did come away with a win against Anderson in a one-game season play game against Anderson. I don't know what I was going for there, but they did move to 12-16 and overall just one day after Mother Nature dropped five inches of snow on Memorial Field. Anderson did fall to 15-11 overall and in the HCAC. Head coach James Grandy had all this pitching lined up for a Thursday afternoon of Johnny Holstaff when junior Eddie Bedinsky said not so fast and threw a monkey wrench in the plan. After a shutout uh, first by starter Jacob Bulkins, Bedinsky came charging out of the bullpen to take his turn on the hill. Five innings and ten strikeouts later, the Beavers were on their way to a one-hit shutout of the visiting Ravens, a team that blasted its way to 29 runs in a sweep of the Beavers back in March. Bluffton cracked the scoreboard with a pair of runs in the bottom of the fourth inning. Jack Strayer Laced a two-out double, and he came around to score when Adam Duncan smacked the RBI. Freshman Kenny Schneider followed with a run with a run-scoring base knock that picked up Duncan for the 2-0 lead. Three straight singles by Duncan Schneider and Jackson Rogan made it 3-0 in the sixth before a pair of well-executed sacrifice bunts by Jack Tal and Jake Bumgarner played a Jacob Latoski for a 4-0 spread an inning later. Rogan trotted home following a Raven air in the eighth as the Beavers capped off the one-hitter with a 5-0 victory. Budinski had a career day with 10 punch-outs and just two walks and five innings of work. He did not allow a hit while tossing 84 pitches in relief. Josh Slade tossed a one-hit seventh, and Wayne Fry made the most of his first work this season, putting up two scoreless frames with a pair of strikeouts to cap off the shutout. Latoski went 3-5 of five while Duncan, Schneider, and Rogan chipped him with two hits apiece. Duncan scored twice for the visitors, for the victors, powered by the hot apple cider on tap at Memorial Field. The Beavers then turned around and played at Rose Holman on Friday in a doubleheader, and unfortunately, the baseball team was unable to ride its momentum from Thursday night as Rose Holman capped a series sweep with a pair of victories over the visiting Beavers. Bluffton fell to 12 and 18 overall with its 19th and 20th straight losses to the Engineers, while Rosa Holman improved to 14 and 10 on the season. 
Reed Rule singled home fellow senior Jackson Rogan in the seventh inning, but the horse was already out of the barn as Rose plated seven runs during the first three innings and cruised to an 11-1 victory. Senior Garrett O'Reilly filled it 2-4 after allowing seven runs on 11 hits in just three innings of work. Spencer Garrison gave the Beavers three shutout innings of relief before Rose cashed in with a couple of runs in the seventh to end it in Mercy Rule fashion. A pair of Jacob Latowski's RBI singles in the in innings three and six helped the Beavers not game two at 4-4, but a five-run seventh was a difference as the engineers made four victories over the Beavers this season. Latowski, Rogan, and Jake Bumgarner all smacked two hits in the season finale. Rogan and Latowski both finished with four hits on Friday night. Latowski drove in five, two runs while Kenny Schneider scored twice. Seth Altman gave up four runs in four innings, but he did not factor into the decision. Jacob, Dal- Jacob Dalton fell to 0-4 after shining three runs and three hits and two-plus innings of work. Sam Meek needed just seven pitches to, for the final three outs, but the Bluffton came up in the wrong end in a 9-4 decision in Game 2. Beavers are back in action today, Sunday, April 25th, when they host Anderson again um, for now the second and third time um, here at Memorial Field since Thursday. Um, and so we'll have those results for you guys next week. But um, Beavers get a big win against Anderson, who swept them down in Anderson, uh, but unable to uh, pull away with a win there down in Rose Holman. Um, that's a long drive against uh, well, the, now the uh, 19th and 20th consecutive losses to Rose Holman. Um, so I'm sure uh, the, that frustrates Coach Grandy just a little bit. Um, but they just have to to look to get back uh, – into winning ways, and they definitely have played their, their better baseball here at Memorial Field, especially since uh, parents have been back in the stands. Yeah, and they got some, like we talked about the softball team coming down the stretch here. Uh, the Beavers had a lot of momentum going into the road, Rose-Holman game. They had won five of the last six, and, uh, you know, it's a bit bit frustrating to get swept down there, but got to turn around and, and play today against a, a good Anderson team, and, and every game matters in, in terms of uh, – seeding for the conference tournament and they would like to obviously get as high a seed as possible and maybe host some games here at Memorial Field um, in the conference tournament. Exactly what you said, Grant. Uh, Bluffton has been playing better baseball as of late and uh, I think these two games are must-win games uh, just for momentum-wise and seeding-wise as both teams are about uh, middle of the standings. Um, just I'm excited to see where this baseball team en- ends up as uh, they're improving, as you can tell. They're improving in about every every uh, way of every way of the game. Uh, hitting's getting better, and just a bad out, outing against Rose. But other than that, pitching has been solid, especially out of the bullpen. So uh, just the potential for this Beaver team is there. And uh, if I was a higher seed, higher seed, and going into the tournament the way Bluffton's playing right now, I would not want to face him. Yeah, I think we had to talk about a standout guy who has been um, in the stat line um, like crazy as of late. He didn't really play too much at the beginning of the season, but but Kenny Schneider has broken into to kind of the starter out in left or right field and has played um, extremely well, and he's been in, in some crucial plays, always seeming to come up with those big hits or having a crucial run. Um, Grant, I know you and Kenny are very good friends. Garrett, you're, friends, you're great friends with him as well. Um, have you talked to Kenny much? You know, what, What's his attitude like, and what, what has Kenny done and brought uh, to this baseball team this season? I think uh, he's just brought a spark that they needed. They're kind of uh, floundering in, you know, just not getting the results they wanted, and he comes in lineup and all of a sudden, uh, you know, had that four RBI day against, uh, who was that against? MSJ, I think. Or Earlham, excuse me, and which that doubleheader he had four RBIs and it's just 
and he's good defensively. He seems like he's he's brought the right attitude of he didn't get his opportunities at the beginning of the year and and he's just come in with the right the minds the right mindset and uh he's he's really delivering for this this team right now. Definitely uh definitely making uh his opportunity well worth it. You know, it gives uh, the Beavers another bat at the end of the lineup, something that most teams don't have when they uh have the guy at the end of the lineup. I think he either bats seventh seventh or eighth, somewhere around there. But uh dangerous <laughs> eight hole hitter to say the least. I'm excited to see uh, what he will do in his next three years at Bluffton and finish out this year, and I'm uh, excited to be there for all three of them. I'm excited to see what the what this baseball team uh, said, uh, what what they can do. Like Garrett said, uh, if you're a, a higher seed and you, and you see Bluffton um, and, and your your um, upcoming schedule, I would not be too excited, especially uh, if you're seeing them in a, in the first round of uh, the conference tournament. Not going to be an easy win like a, a top seed would expect, um, but. I do want to acknowledge the fact that the women's golf team is competing in the conference championships this weekend. We do have the scores from uh, week one or from day one and day two, uh, but we do not have results from day three. Um, we, we think it's probably best if we just go ahead and wait to do that all together here on the Beaver Dam for you guys. Um, but if you're just anxious and you're excited to be able to see uh, what those scores are, please go online and check BluftonBeavers.com or check the Bluffton Athletics page or the Bluffton Golf page on Twitter. Um, also, uh, want to make a huge uh, shout-out to the fact that the Bluffton men's golf team will be hosting the conference championship next Saturday at Hidden Creek Golf Course, and that will actually be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so I'm really excited to see what that golf team can do. We have the home course advantage. Can we take advantage of it? Um, but we do have some very good golf programs within the conference. Um, but... Other than that, Grant, do you have anything else to wrap up this episode of the Beaver Dam? Uh, just a big week for baseball and softball, as they, uh, as like we talked about, continuing to uh, play well down the stretch, going into conference tournament play, and I'm excited for those games, and hopefully, hopefully we can get some some wins, and we can talk about them next week, and have a have another successful week uh, here at Bluffton. Agreed. And like I said, next week is the, the final hurrah of season four of the Beaver Dam. And then I'll be handing it over to you guys. Garrett, you got anything uh, for this upcoming week for Beaver Sports? Uh, hopefully we can come out on a good end and have a great Beaver Dam to end. Uh, Pat's career on the wit. And yep, that's about it. And that does wrap, us, wrap up this episode of the Beaver Dam. We thank you for listening and encourage you to come back and listen to us next Sunday at 7 p.m. Check out previous podcasts. Search and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, the WIT 961 podcast at Bluffton University. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Beaver Dam 961. For more stories and information, check us out on our website, BluftonWIT.com, and subscribe. This has been Patrick Spillman joined along with Grant Ingham and Garrett Heitkamp. We thank you for listening to 961, the WIT. Roll Beavs.